0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Before we begin, the Grandel Wrestling Podcast would like to salute our partners who make all this possible. First, the St. Louis Kings of the Calzone, sauce on the side in the Grove. You can't go wrong with the Pancho Villa or one of their dessert calzones. There is an art to this dish, and there is one master artist of the calzone, sauce on the side. Dine in, carry out, or delivery. We'd also like to welcome the newest member of our family, the Southwest Diner. Serving up diner staples and foods of the American Southwest, Southwest Diner has been a favorite of locals and visitors alike since 2012. If you're into the classics, you can't go wrong with the biscuits and homemade sausage gravy. You like spice? Dig into Jonathan's famous fiery scramble. They also do an excellent smash burger. You gotta check it out, the crispy edges are amazing. Now offering delivery, curbside pickup, and a brand spanking new patio. There are plenty of safe and enjoyable ways to get your Southwest Diner fix. And now, on with the show. Wrestling fans, welcome back to another edition of the Grandell Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ben Simon, and today I'm joined by one of the most renowned tag teams in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm talking about the West Coast wrecking crew, jarell Nelson and Royce Isaacs. Guys, welcome to the Grandel Podcast. Thank you for having us. Yeah. It's great to be here, Ben. On the wrestling scene, there aren't too many tag teams that stay together as long as you two do. I know it's been about 5 years. What makes you such a compatible and good tag team? Jarrell, I'll let you start. Uh, well, we got really <clears throat> we got really lucky with, first of all, liking each other because both
1: Royce and I, uh, I would say, don't let people into our circles very, very easily. <laughs> uh, in Las Vegas, Future Stars of Wrestling, we got put together by this promoter named Joe DeFalco. And... Uh, we weren't really doing much as a singles you know just having random matches and he comes up and tells both of us hey like i think you guys would work well as a team and royce and i were like okay we'll we'll do it and then it just it just clicked instantly it was i'm very surprised because i'm not a people person at all so, at all so the fact that it has been five years which i don't think we've even mentioned that so you just put it in perspective to me that's pretty yeah. crazy
2: yeah no kidding i think it's we just, like, we're compatible as people, and we had the same mindset for wrestling in the biz. Yeah, and that's it, a big thing. <laughs> it really, really worked out, and then it's, like, you spend, you know, however many hours in a car together, and all of a sudden you're, like, talking about, like, real-life things that are happening. And you're like, oh, this is, like, my best friend, and, like, this is the person that, like, has my back, you know? So it just kind of, like, it's not one of those things where, like, some tag teams, like, how... um like, Scotty Too Hottie and Brian Christopher didn't really get... Like,
1: this is the opposite. Like, this is, like, my road dog. And it just... Yeah, there's been car rides where one of us is really hurt and the other's, like, just trying to get us home. There's been car rides where one of us is, like, literally in tears from something not even related to wrestling. You know? And it's... I wasn't going to name it. I'll, I'll snitch. I'll <laughs> myself it's cool. <laughs> You know, so it's, like, we've been there for each other for a lot of things in life,
0: so... It's not it's not always wrestling related. I think that's what has made us work so well. Yeah, you can't really substitute authenticity. You know, the, the, from everyone, from the fans to the boys in the back, everyone can tell. And I think that's a big part of indeed what makes a good tag team. Now, Royce, you've been going at this for over a decade, right? Uh, eight years, but uh, okay, I started a little bit later. 2014, you're 2011, Jarrell, right? Yeah. OK, so yes, how did you guys start in the business? Uh, I know you weren't well, together from the start, of course. I mean
1: as a child it's the only thing i ever wanted to do i just never knew how to start and then one day i was at an la fitness working out and uh there was this trainer there who was also a pro wrestler i had seen him at a wrestling show like an indie show and he i guess he remembered seeing me in the crowd and asked me about it and i told him yeah that was me and then i started talking to him about getting into the business he's like well if you ever want to just come to one of our shows beforehand and we can like start training you um, before the shows and I was like okay of course <laughs> so then that's what I started doing you know then I started then I went to uh, the Buddy Wayne Pro Wrestling Academy in Everett Washington uh Buddy's a renowned was a renowned trainer in the Northwest uh he passed away a few years ago um but he's like guys like Darby Allen and Nick Wayne and guys like that have all come out of the Buddy Wayne Academy so I'm very fortunate to have gotten to train with Buddy Wayne and you know I moved. I started in the Northwest, moved to Los Angeles in 2016, and then that's when I met Royce a year later.
0: Moving on up, Royce. What about you?
2: Yeah, I I went to this independent show in Denver called Lucha Libre and Laughs, and they actually they still run. Uh, shout out to Nick Gossert It's a great show if you're in uh, Denver and want to check it out. But uh, basically, I would always had the itch to get in and try it, and I needed something athletic after college because i was just like in these sales jobs that i didn't really love and that weren't really working for me so anyways i I end up shout out Ballys, shout out Bally total (laughs) finish that no longer exists pour some out for for and um yeah you're looking at the three time colorado trainer of the month no big deal um and so my friend gabriel who's a big wrestling fan shows up a random sunday and he's like like he just shows up at my house does not text me before anything i just hear a knock and i open my door and he's like what are you doing tonight and i was like i don't know he goes you're coming to lucha libre and laughs at me and i was like okay so i go to this show it was honestly back then like the show was terrible like it was like r- wrestling was awful it was it was like it was a bad
1: show but how's, it- how's the comedy though
2: not great i'm gonna be honest (laughs) but there was something about it like there was magic in the air it was just like this is i was like i want to be part of this and i want to do something uh in wrestling i now, like when when am i going to get a chance to talk to someone about this so i talked to the promoter nick uh nick gosser after and i said where do i need to go uh to train where do i need to go to learn this and he recommended this place called the butcher shop which still exists um but i was trained under this guy lonnie valdez who no longer trains people so that was shows on a Sunday in twenty like March 2014. Like two days later, uh, I did my tryout with the butcher shop. Uh, I quick aside, it's in Commerce City, Denver, which is like one of the last places in Denver that's like not like the greatest. I show up my first day, I park my little Sentra, I walk up, this guy Bubba. The same one. Yeah, the same one, yeah. I okay. still have the car. I walk up, this guy Bubba, who at the time I didn't realize was living at the butcher shop upstairs, goes, Oh, they just stole my truck out front from here. I'm like, am I really going to go in here? Just like leave my car out here and go train? And it was this whole crazy. Lonnie is showing me bumps and he shows me one. Then he gets up and he goes, oh, I got concussed this weekend. I shouldn't be doing this. Get in there and do it. And so it's just like Good. this whole like what is going on? welcome to wrestling it was great it was perfect
0: (laughs) zero days since our last accident yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely well as a as a fan uh, watching WWE I encountered Mr. Jarrell Nelson for the first time on a Monday Night Raw and it was it felt different Uh, it was back when Braun Strowman was tearing through the ranks and just destroying people every week what a big man what a (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of ham yeah (laughs) 350 pounds and I think it was Byron Saxton who interviewed you yeah, before the match. And I'll tell you, even though you ultimately met the same fate, Jor-El, um, I definitely I remembered had a chance. Your name. You know, for the, you know, for about two seconds there. Yeah,
1: there was a chance. About two
0: seconds. <laughs> uh, what was that experience like for you? And why they said your name so much on TV? Uh, it was just ingrained in my head, and I didn't even know who you were. I mean, I'm Superman's daddy, so I mean, of course, you know the the father of Superman
1: is Jor-El, so that's probably why they said my name a bunch. Superman's Um, Danny. That's right, Um, or uh, shout out to my Twitter. But uh, no, that was, I think the best part about that entire experience was after the match, I go back to my phone and like all my best friends that I grew up with had texted me because they were watching it live. My parents had watched it, left me voicemails. Some of my friends had left me voicemails. Um, that was honestly like the best part about it Uh, getting the opportunity was great and whatnot and like I had gotten to a point that I always wanted to get to Monday Night Raw was like watch of course both of us probably watched that growing up our entire lives and like I can say I had a match on Monday Night Raw but really just like being able to hear my mom and dad and all the people close to me say how proud they were of me for doing what I always said I would do and that was making it to WWE no matter the capacity was to me that was the best part honestly then you know Braun Strowman you know could we cuss maybe not Braun Strowman
0: uh, effed me up that night you know landed on my shoulder pretty bad but it was great it was great. You got an entrance, you got an interview. That's right. Uh, you get your butt kicked on TV by Braun Strowman. I didn't get to say much in the interview either, honestly. <laughs> <if you're laughs> right. Did you ever think, maybe I'm just going to let it all out? I here. felt like Eminem in Eight Miles. No. At a loss of words. That's pretty much. <laughs> so it was 2016, you two were in Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas, and that's where this pairing happened Uh, royce from what i heard earlier was there apprehension at the pairing of you two did you have singles dreams like a lot of people whenever it's like the promoter wants me to be in a tag team uh, i don't know about that i kind of want to do my own
2: thing i've always i enjoy both tag team and singles wrestling a lot and i've always kind of kept both sides of that uh open um so i didn't really have any apprehension it was my only apprehension would have been like okay is this like someone that is going to care about the bit like is this someone that like if we're going to have to do all these long early morning late night drives and stuff like that together like is this someone that's going to have that same mindset where they're going to want to do that they're going to pull their own weight is this someone that like cares about wrestling cares about the business um you know cares how they present themselves and how they look and all this stuff and luckily like we peas in a pod, like we had the same mindset. So I don't think I had any apprehension there. Um, But I think tag team wrestling is great. And I still do the occasional singles match. Like I don't think I'll ever like fully um, retired from doing uh, singles matches other than when I actually retire from wrestling. But like tagging with Jarrell has been the most fun I've ever had in wrestling. And that's like one thing that's just been an amazing blessing.
0: Now, I know that you guys worked with David Marquez, who, at least for a time, was uh, one of the top promoters out there in the L.A. area with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and his United Wrestling Network brand. Uh, And I know you picked up a couple of uh, his belts, uh, the TV title and... uh, the heritage, um, the heritage, Hol- heritage championship, heritage, yes. yeah, the, the 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 heralded heritage championship. Yeah.
2: I'm the champion of heritage.
0: Yes, well, <laughs> whatever that means. It's the champion of something. It was a nice looking <laughs> belt. I'll tell you what. Uh, what was that like uh, working in championship wrestling from Hollywood specifically? Uh, did the TV exposure help at all? I know they're syndicated.
2: Well, we were we somehow both worked for him, but at completely different times. Is that The right? only time we
0: ever did a championship show at the same
2: time was. Uh, when you did the James Storm match. Yeah, that and that was, with, that was... That was way later. That was crazy. Yeah, and
1: that was NWA. Mm-hmm. I was working for NWA technically that night, so... Yeah.
2: Um, but no, I, I do think it's important to learn how to wrestle in that style, and it is different. One thing I do think that a lot of people don't necessarily consider is like independent... Like indie wrestling and TV wrestling to me, I get why people of them as the same thing but to me they're different sports it's like indoor soccer versus outdoor soccer because you think about the parameters the pacing like all that kind of stuff. it's a completely different thing so i do think when you're on the indies doing independent wrestling you should wrestle that style and when you're doing tv wrestling you you should wrestle that style it's just hard to for some people to differentiate and it gets into this whole like well this is right and this is right and it's like to me when in rome you know what i mean like if you are. If you go and you play soccer and you start throwing a football around it doesn't make a lot of sense to me so I
0: don't know. you know that's a really good point and uh, eventually your your time with that promotion I, I, Marquez promotes under a bunch of different names yes. depending on who he's with <laughs> and affiliated with but uh, and when your time came to an end the opportunity for New Japan pro wrestling came about uh, tell us the uh, the history of that because it seemed like to me uh, New Japan was really on the radar with the Madison Square Garden show in 2019, uh, the G1 Supercard. And then it was during the pandemic with the Strong Show when that debuted in August of 2020 that that really, like, they were put in the map in my head. So how did that come about for you two? Uh, I mean,
1: I think Royce and I were, um, and this fell on uh, Royce's shoulders more than mine, but we were just constantly in talks with Rocky Romero, just, you know, letting them know we're available. We're highly interested uh, to work for him and work for New Japan strong. And, like, if there's ever an opportunity to do that, you know, please let us know. And, you know, one day Royce texted me like, hey, uh, Rocky asked us for the state. Are you interested? I was like, what do you mean am I interested? Say bro? Like, yeah, say less. <laughs> Who are you like, talking to? <laughs> exactly. Um, My calendar is wiped.
0: <laughs> it was,
1: and that has been... The biggest blessing in the world, because that came during the pandemic as well. So, um, outside of a few uh, things, Royce and I hadn't started like wrestling full time back, hadn't started wrestling again full time yet because of the pandemic. And so, New Japan Strong really like brought us back to wrestling, and uh, it was it was just it was, an
2: interesting time. I feel like yeah, because was, of how everything worked out, we had been tagging uh, originally. Our tag team name was the One Percent. And it had been going really well. We'd had some success. Um, And then NWA happened for me, and they kind of separated us, and I was doing a a, a different tag team over there and different stuff. And then uh, once the pandemic hit and wrestling all the way slowed down, I I just realized uh, this will sound like – honestly, our story is kind of like a rom-com in some ways, where it's like I realized what I kind of was missing, and – I asked for my NWA release during the pandemic and they granted it to me. Uh, and I was like, I want I want to go all in on this tag team. I believe in it. Um, and I knew Jarrell felt the same way. And it was one of those things that we also felt like it was time for a rebrand, partly because we didn't really necessarily want to... Neither of us is... Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, wrestlers aren't necessarily independently wealthy and we didn't want to associate ourselves with the one
0: percent out there and especially with what was going on in the world at during the, time. the pandemic and everything <laughs> like
2: that it seemed to really uh, not make you know sense for us and
0: was that the original idea behind the name the one percent as a tag team that you were like think, wealthy uh, or it was the promoter Joe
1: DeFalco gave us that name um right. the one that put us together from MFSTW? and uh I think his original idea was something along those lines um, but also
2: being like the one percent of wrestling, like Roy, the best. Yeah. And, Royce and you know. I turned
1: it into we are the top one percent of professional wrestling. We look better than everyone else, talk better than everyone else, and wrestle better than everyone else. That was our whole mantra: is the one percent. Um,
2: it was cool. I'd be also. It was like it's kind of like a starter game, kind of like a basic whatever. And I think.
1: But it was never ours.
2: I th- yeah, it wasn't one. It wasn't ours. Mm-hmm. It didn't like fit what we kind of had evolved into. And I thought, like this. This west coast wrecking crew name it fits our style i I think that we are in a lot of ways uh like the uh, the old minnesota wrecking crew and like the The steiner brothers like that's that's kind of what we try to go for anyways that's obviously a lofty goal i think the steiner brothers are the best tag team of all time so um you know that's kind of what we're obviously aspiring to do but um but, like, that fit our vibe, I thought. And it was like, when are, when are we going to have a better time to rebrand than after we have this, like, short break? And the world's also kind of on this weird short break. We, uh, we filmed a vignette, kind of establishing ourselves as this is what our new name is, put some production value behind it. And then before you know it, we got on strong, and it was kind of like, all right, now we're off to the races.
0: Let's go. Yep. And you guys were in the tag team turbulence tournament for new japan new japan strong where they were determining the best tag team in new japan strong i know you made it past the first round didn't make it past the second what did that event that tournament mean to you uh we
1: definitely didn't make it to the finals but i do believe you know tom lawler was i think he had just won the championship at the time a little bit before the but a little bit before and uh you know, there was some movement going on inside of Team Filthy and I think what he saw in the tournament uh, with Royce and I, you know, sparked his interest a little bit because it was that tournament that kind of got got our foot into the door with getting to know Tom Lawler and then him, you know, welcoming us into Team Filthy. So maybe we didn't win the tournament, but it did a lot for us when it came to uh, where we stand in New Japan Strong and who who we're with.
2: Yeah. I absolutely think that going into that tournament, having a dominant win in the first round and having a nail-biter with a very established team in the second round um, kind of galvanized us and like, okay, we're here and we're not going anywhere. And because of that movement within Team Filthy, I think Tom was like, all right, well, let's, uh, if we can pick up two first-round draft picks that are you know
0: unspoken We've, for, why, why, why wouldn't we? We proved our worth. Yeah, and now the two members of Team Filthy, uh, Tom Lawler's uh, crew in New Japan, and uh, and uh, well, at one point cross promotional at one at least with Major League Wrestling. I want to go back a couple of years ago. Uh, I neglected to ask about the Crockett Cup because right. this was a huge event in 2019 as the NWA and Ring of Honor got together to present the first official Crockett Cup since 1988. Yeah. But it wasn't you two together. It was Royce Isaacs and Tom Latimer, the Wild Cards. That was the name, right? Yeah. Uh, what was that event like? And do you wish that Jarrell was with you? Yeah, there's a whole story to it. <laughs> oh, is that?
1: Oh, good, good. Very good.
0: Uh,
2: that event was like pure chaos.
0: <laughs> um, was it?
2: In a good way, though. Like, that's, that's wrestling. Wrestling's a yeah. car crash. Um, yeah, gosh, we wrestled like whatever three or four times that day and it was like bam bam, bam. like we, i don't know i was being pulled in a million directions and that was my first time really because you made it to the with, finals we made it to the finals and so at the tournament we were just the wild card team because we won the wild card battle royal and it was like all right well that's kind of us we're kind of like me and tom aren't really like like we're we're homies but we're not like um like it's not like like me and Jarell literally it's like two hearts beat as one. Like I'm telling you it's like we You are should the read best our text friends.
1: messages. We literally text each other the exact same thing at the it, exact same time yes. all the time.
2: We have this like twin magic thing going on and so I thought it made sense why not lean into it? We are like we're not just the wild card team. We are the wild card team. So it just kind of I thought it flowed easily and uh, and made sense and um I don't yeah, I mean it was definitely I don't know, it was a crazy night, getting all the way to the finals, wrestling uh, Brody and PCO in the finals was, they're a hell of a team, so, uh, yeah, the Crockett Cup was was chaos. Well,
0: uh, I'm glad to hear that chaos uh, can produce such great things, so I'm glad that you guys are here, Uh, I warned you before the show, though, that uh, we were going to ask about Um, The wrestling horror story And I know uh, You might have thought That I forgot about it And I hate to Tell you I haven't Uh, But this can be a story From the road The ring The locker room Can I tell my favorite story? Yeah you know the story Oh please do
1: I don't think so (laughs) I Uh should tell my favorite story (laughs) We got some telepathy Going on here It's a horror story to me Well (laughs) (laughs) I'm not about to tell that Come on I mean why not i don't got many
0: horror stories the wrestling business has done well yeah, for me i say i say let her rip you know it's a it's a tape show so you know we'll we'll do our best to bring it to to all you fans out there but no nah, it's okay i won't do it he's not he's not he's <laughs> not he's not Damn for it, it. Uh, yeah <laughs> it always happens yeah, I'll tell you, you can't what. give that
1: away for free no man yeah, that's, uh that's for the high spots shoot i know royce has a good horror story but i'll tell uh it was recently, Royce and I were wrestling Rocky Romero and Carl Fredericks at uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling in South San Francisco. Um, it's not like a s- scary thing as in like, I don't know, it was just, it sucked big time. So this was, fans were just now starting to come back from uh, the pandemic and everything. Fans were allowed at the, uh, at events again. This was West Coast's, or, yeah, West Coast's second show back. Um, Royce and I were on a pretty good roll. Uh, and things of that nature and I just remember a uh, freak accident I, land- I just landed on my back and my shoulder dislocated my left shoulder dislocated it was like 30
2: seconds in the match
1: and uh, I remember just like Carl would grab me and I was like without him knowing as he's grabbing my arm I would try to just like pull it back into place like it was out for a good portion of the beginning of the match Royce had no idea No um, clueless and <laughs> then, like two minutes later I finally tag out and I'm like Royce, I'm hurt. And he's like, what? And he's doing his thing. I get tagged back in. I was on the, I was outside the, outside the ring. Finally, put it back in. Came back in the ring. I was like, I think I'm good. I threw a right hand to Carl's head, and for whatever reason, my right right-handed punch dislocated my left shoulder a second time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it, it was at that point where I knew my shoulder was completely destroyed, and that, uh, I don't know. It really like derailed Royce and I's momentum for a while because. You know, as we started coming back, just for that accident to happen. Listen, Royce is that big because he carried me for like four or five months when I could barely go in the ring. So, as well as some other hard work. It's impressive but, that you guys did that. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that's kind of like my horror story. That really sucks because it yeah. it really like messed up a lot of stuff that was going on at the time. Sure.
2: But well, hey, we I, honestly though, like that's a testament to your heart. You were able to push through it, not just for that match, but I mean, you didn't pull out of a booking, you didn't miss a match, you didn't... Yeah, we were on like,
1: pay-per-view the night after <laughs> with New Japan, and I was just there with one arm hanging there. Real so. talk, yeah. yeah. No, this guy's a freaking road warrior. He has a real horse story.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we uh, go. Uh, here we this go. This is, yeah, this is, this is a horse. So, my like, second ever wrestling road trip... Uh, my second s- ever? Second ever of all time, I was going to NWA Top of Texas in Amarillo with Uh, His name's Cody Devine. He was my tag team partner at the time. We were in the upgrades. Shout out to the upgrades. All Um, right, relax. All right, well, yeah, I mean, (laughs) but still. Um, So we're on, this is our second ever wrestling road trip. He's like, he's a couple years younger than me. So, like, I think his mom, like, made us, like, breakfast burritos. It's, like, the cutest. Like, all right, like, take your lunch, whatever. We eat, like... I don't know. Freaking six, seven breakfast burritos each. Like, oh I don't yeah, know if you've ever seen Royce
0: Isaacs eat, but uh, I throw it down. I, yeah, I he also six, d- seven burritos each. You, They're like mini burritos, but they're, mini. Yeah. Okay. Royce also okay. sweats when he eats. Like I, yeah, eat. I'm sweating.
2: sweat. I sweat when he eats. <laughs> um, four pounded breakfast burritos. You know, that's perfect. You want like six or seven breakfast burritos is like ideal before a wrestling match. Like maybe eight if you're really feeling it. Um, so we get down there. We, uh, we wrestle our match. I drive the whole way down. We take my Sentra. Shout out to the Sentra, it's still going, hell yeah. So we get down there, we wrestle our match. It goes about as good as your second wrestling road trip match will go. Um, Before the match, Cody's sitting there, takes five hour energy, all right, let's go, let's do the thing. We get out there, we wrestle, we get back, we get some Whataburger because you're in Amarillo, Texas, that's what you're going to do. Get back in the car, Cody's like, man, I'm really exhausted today pulls out another five-hour energy straight to the dome piece i'm like all right well homie's wired i drove the whole way down i'm like an hour into the drive back and i'm like hey man do you think could you like take over my back's kind of sore if you could just give me like a little break or whatever he's like yeah yeah no problem man and i go excuse me he goes yeah i'm just like really tired i don't know what's up i'm like is that a third five-hour energy you just because yeah that's fine that's 15 fine. hours that is 15 hours of energy. <laughs> you're gonna get that nice and
0: rush here yeah, that
2: flush that's yeah. beyond a nice and rush brother yeah. uh so he starts driving, and we're maybe, maybe 20 minutes down the road, maybe. And he's like, man, I just got to pull over and, like, do some jumping jacks and some push-ups. It'll wake me up. And I'm like, dude, if you're already that <laughs> tired, just give, like, I'll drive. It's fine. You gave me 20 minutes of my back resting. I'll drive the rest of the way. If you have to, like, do physical exercise and stay awake, this isn't safe. And he's like, no, dude, I, like, I just, I don't want to be a bad, bad road brother, bro. Like, I'm like, dude. Br- brother, brother. Just pull. It's fine. He pulls over. I'm like, just go to sleep. And then maybe you can, like, drive the last half. Like, that would be nice for me kind of thing. The whole time, he's just sitting there. No, bro. I'm not going to be. I can't fall asleep. I can't be a bad road, brother. Like, like brother. how is this even? How are you this tired? You have 17 million percent of your vitamin B6 in your body right now. And finally. That's some good math. That is. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But I just made <laughs> Some Steiner math. Uh, actually, his math was correct. Anyways, I digress. So finally he he crashes out and he's he's sleeping i'm jamming out to my music whatever driving we're maybe like 30 minutes away from denver at this point um we're in castle rock if any Denverites know where that's at hell yeah castle rock castle rock's pretty dope i don't know castle rock cody goes from pops up he goes we gotta pull over right now (laughs) sorry if i just blew out the audio but that is exactly what he said (laughs) and uh luckily there was an <laughs> exit right there so, like major skirt right over to the side um cody proceeds to double dragon if you're not aware that is out of both sides Ha! oh no <laughs> for about the next 20 minutes in this poor uh phillips 66 oh no they hopefully they demolished it after that because it's it probably a derelict building by the end of that <laughs> But I mean, it's like, you know, the rules of thermodynamics, you know? yeah.
0: Well, as long hey, as he yeah. could uh, get cleaned up after that. No, he,
1: yeah. he managed to, I think, make it into, he had like a... Did he make it to a fucking, what are the, the, the Lowe's, the travel stops, so he could shower after? Nah. Uh,
0: hey. hey, Love's <laughs> is great, man. Our Love's, there shout you go, hey, Love's. Shout out to
2: Love's. If there was a Love's... Well, they're not sponsoring. so I not, love not, Shout
0: out to <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, uh, thank you uh, for sharing your wrestling horror stories and uh, being here with me in St. Louis. It's a real treat to have you on. How can the fans find you on social media? Uh, mile, ha- mile High Samurai at Royce
1: Isaacs. Two A's, not two S's.
2: My man.
1: There you go. Superman Zaddy at Jarrell Nelson. Um No, this was great. This is actually the very first interview we've ever done together, so. No way. He hates doing interviews. I actually... He detests doing interviews. I haven't done interviews since,
0: like, 2017, so man yeah <laughs> well it's been my pleasure thank you very much Excuse yeah me. no
2: seriously this is a professional setup we love doing it thank you
0: well you can find uh my crazy self on twitter we'll be there at the ben simon and you can find the show on twitter at grandel wrestle we're on instagram at grandel wrestling and we want to give a shout out to everybody who helped put the show together today our producer as always is joey O'Farrell. our engineer is key henry and we are at mid Coast media absolutely shout out, out, out key <laughs> uh but putting up with us uh midcoast media here in midtown st louis chris denman is the owner hit him up hey i just heard they're going to get a new studio soon and you want to be a part of that you want to record your podcast your show you can do it right here at Mid Coast. that'll do it for the Grandell wrestling podcast this time around until next time my name is ben simon and we say so long from the show me state ben you look great you do thank you <laughs>